0: Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that begs you to ask the question, who who wrote the book of love? Now I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is episode 11 of the Pipes Magazine radio show, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly broadcast brought to you in part by my friends at smokingpipes.com. I'm your host, Brian Levine, for our 45-minute foray into everything we love and enjoy. Hey, it's going to be a fun show. Uh, My guest coming up in a little bit, Scott Klein, young pipe maker from Chicago. In pipe parts coming up, got a request. So I'm going to talk about my daily maintenance routine with, uh, or daily cleaning routine with pipes. And then a little bit about pipe restoration. Uh, Later on in the show, mailbag rant, got a cool piece of music picked out for you. Hey, how'd you do on the uh, Black Friday long holiday sales. Uh, check out my Facebook page and you'll see what I did Friday afternoon. I uh, got a video of it. It was a lot of fun, so check that out. Want to make sure and let you know that the show is not only available directly off of the PipesMagazine.com website, but on iTunes. And if you get a chance, we'd appreciate if you'd rate it or review it on iTunes. PodKicker's an Android app, and there's four or five other podcast servers or distributors that are carrying the show and just found out that Spotify has also got the show covered and you can get it through there. So, all right, let's stop all this. The smoke's filling up here in the uh, recording studio built at my office. So let's get the show going. There's nothing quite like working in my shop or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Fact. Cup of Joe's has the largest selection of pipes and tobaccos on the web. Fact. For over 17 years, Cup of Joe's has maintained the highest standard in customer service. Fact. Your thumb is the same length as your nose. Told you. com. This is Colin Rigsby, and you're listening to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Welcome back. Coming up in just a few minutes, Scott Klein will be on the phone with me. In the meantime, in pipe parts, I got a request to talk about uh, pipe cleaning and pipe restoration. So what I thought I'd do is I thought I'd touch on what I do on a daily basis to my pipes. So in between each smoker, usually at the end of the day, I'll take the pipes that I've smoked for that day, make sure there's no more ash left in the bottom of them, and each pipe will get a pipe cleaner dipped, the first half inch of the cleaner dipped into Everclear. The Everclear, the wet end of the pipe cleaner goes in the button, up the stem, all the way into the bowl, and I run it back and forth and back and forth, and then I turn it around and run the dry end in and out through the pipe. That's just to get whatever might have been smoked in there out. I'll use the wet end of the cleaner to run it over the top and the bottom of the stem. I'll use the wet end of the cleaner to run around the rim of the bowl so that way I try to limit whatever buildup might be on there. Then I'll use the dry end and go over the top of the bowl. I'll take the wet end of the cleaner again and run it around inside the pipe, inside the bowl of the pipe. Then the last thing I do is bend the pipe cleaner in half and run it all the way around inside the bowl all the way down to the bottom to try to suck up whatever moisture might be in there from either smoking it or from the Everclear. Now I do that to each pipe after I've smoked it once and before I smoke it again I let the pipe sit for at least a couple of hours before I smoke it. I use Everclear because Everclear has absolutely no flavor and being such a high alcohol content, it evaporates really quick, and it limits the risk of damaging the stain of the pipe. On the pipes that I know have a little bit of a gap in the tenon and the mortise, I may pull the stem off in there and go in there and clean out that area too, because the idea is that I want as clean of a smoking device as possible. I want to be able to taste the tobacco. I don't want to taste any buildup, I don't want any of that tar or any of the caking inside the bowl to build up too much. I want to keep it as clean and as open as possible so that I can taste my tobacco. Now, I do that in between each and every bowl. Now, about once every three months or so, I take my entire smoking rotation sit down in the living room in front of a movie or a game or whatever I'm going to watch and I grab the bristle cleaners. Take the bristle cleaners, pull the pipes apart, run the bristle, wet end of the bristle cleaner, dipped in Everclear, in and out of the shank, in and out of the shank, wet the other end. I'm going to use those bristle cleaners in that pipe, in the shank and in the stem until they come out absolutely spotless clean or just a light brown the idea is that even though i'm cleaning them daily after smoking them you still need to go back in there with the bristle cleaners to clean up what you've missed cuz you're just using a regular soft a regular soft fluffy cleaner on the daily routine but on the every 3 months or every 4 months or so deal you need those bristle cleaners to get in there and clean that out i'll also use the bristle cleaners inside the tobacco chamber to help keep the cake down. I'm not a big fan of building up a huge amount of cake inside of a pipe. The way I tamp and the way I keep the pipes clean, my pipes have very little cake whatsoever, and I think that helps me in keeping my pipes smoking as clean as possible. Now, the other question as far as restoring or cleaning estate pipes I'm going to tell you right now, I am not an expert at this. I am not an expert at this. I am comfortable enough on a buffing wheel and comfortable enough with reaming out cake that I would do it on most of my pipes. But when it comes to a pipe that I'm really concerned about I really don't want to hurt it, I send those pipes off to a pipe repairer. Somebody that does it professionally. Somebody that has all the right equipment. If you're going to get into cleaning estate pipes, let me tell you what I did. I bought a bench grinder, attached two basic mops to it, got some buffing compound, and then I went online and I bought an estate lot of junk pipes, pipes that I didn't care about. These were going to be Frankenstein's monster pipes that I was just going to practice on. The reason I did that is because I had a pipe that I didn't, I knew enough about it to, I knew enough about using a buffing wheel that you have to stand off to the side of it. I'd left the guards on the wheels thinking that that was going to be good and safe for it. Well, the buffing wheel got a hold of one of these Frankenstein monster pipes that I was uh, playing around with sucked it into the guard, shot it back out straight over my shoulder, and 14 feet across the garage, that pipe got impaled in the drywall. So, I also had a uh, Sheraton Belvedere that I buffed the stain off of, because when you hit a buffing wheel with a pipe, then you're using a buffing compound, and you're trying to polish it up, if you're not careful, you can take the stain off of it. So let me go back and talk a little bit about what I do when I, if I'm buying an estate pipe and, I, and I'm comfortable enough cleaning it, I ream it, I use a Dremel tool on a low speed with a sanding drum on it, and I just use my touch to break down that cake. All I want to do is bring that cake down to almost no cake at all. I'll use alcohol or Everclear in there to clean out that tobacco chamber and to try to get the ghost of the previous owner out. I'll use bristle cleaners and Everclear in and out of the shank and the stem to clean that. I'll use, if it's an acrylic or a good ebonite stem, the buffing wheel is a great place to clean it. If it's a vulcanite stem, I've used... The OxyClean and soaking them, and then you got to go back in there and you got to clean those stems inside and out on the buffing wheel. And you may want to get a little file to clean out the draft hole because any oxidation inside the draft hole, that oxyclean just brought it to the top. So, with that being said, with either to ream it out, a reamer is dangerous in the hands of somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. Use a little bit of sandpaper or a Dremel tool and just use your touch to get the cake down when you're topping a bowl or cleaning the top of the bowl. Best thing I've ever seen is uh, just purely warm water and a toothbrush just for cleaning that. If you've got a sandblast or a rusticated pipe that's gotten dirty or gotten a little funky, simple warm water and a soft toothbrush and just rub it and rub it and rub it. Same thing when you're using the buffing wheel. Use the rotations of the wheel. Don't use a lot of pressure. Let the rotations of the wheel, and the time and time again, clean it off. You don't want to use a lot of pressure. It's a lot of rotations and multiple strokes, and that's what will clean it off. Again, if you don't feel comfortable doing this, find a pipe repair guy or pipe restoration person. Find a smoke shop that does it for you. Some places I've seen them charge anywhere between $12 to $20 for a really good ream and clean. If they're really good at it, it's worth it to you. You'll get so much more enjoyment out of the pipe if it's properly cleaned. I know that's a lot to swallow, but hey, try the daily maintenance that I do. If you want a little bit sweeter tasting pipe, instead of using Everclear, try using maybe one of the sweetened vodkas or a rum or a brandy. That'll help put a little bit more sweetener into the pipe. But do make sure that you let those alcohols dry out completely in between uses. You don't want to start a little extra fire in there somewhere. Uh, a lot of information running a little bit longer than I thought it would. So let me get going on to the rest of the show. If you got any questions, comments, post those on the forums. I look forward to hearing them. Hang in there in just a few minutes, Scott Klein. <laughs>
1: This is Internet Radio.
2: Smokingpipes.com has been my family's tradition for over 10 years. My granddad enjoys his evening pipe on the front porch. My father prefers his in the study and, well, me? I like to hang outside the local coffee shop with a pipe in one hand and my smartphone in the other. The best selection is at Smokingpipes.com. They always have the exact pipe I'm looking for. Savinelli, Peterson, Dunhill, and great stuff from dozens of top artisans around the world. Plus, they have over 70 tobacco brands with 750 blends to choose from. Lighters, tampers, tobacco jars, yep, they have that too. But the best part about SmokingPipes.com is that it's easy to order from my computer, tablet, or even my smartphone. And if Granddad has trouble with technology, he can always call them at 1-888-366-0345. I heard that.
0: Do you think I'm deaf? I'm the one who told you about SmokingPipes.com, and I had a smartphone before you. You kids
2: today. Blah, blah. SmokingPipes.com. Make it your family tradition.
0: Joining us on the phone, Scott Klein, pipe maker, and also the youngest guest on the Pipes Magazine radio show. Welcome, Scott
3: thanks
0: for having me. Scott, exactly, how old are you?
3: I am 26.
0: And when did you, uh, when did you first start, uh, when did you get an interest in pipes?
3: Um, I've actually had an interest in pipes since I was probably about 16. My mom had bought me an antique pipe rack. Um, I'd always been into them, but uh, realistically into, into the idea of production and, and uh, real heavy smoking, just about three years now three and a half maybe
0: I like asking people this what was your first pipe
3: Um, my first pipe was uh, Medico Um, obviously that's you know that was one of the ones out of the the collection I had gotten under the antique set but my first real pipe was actually one that I had made
0: and how does tell us how does what did you do to lead up to making a pipe
3: I would say it was just a a long background in uh, wood and mechanics history. I mean, I was always into building things from probably about six years on. Uh, I had gotten into construction after high school, remodeling. Uh, I was, you know, dabbling with cabinet making, and I was always just, it always just felt like you couldn't get detailed and precise enough. Uh, And now having listened to your show and, and hearing Scott talk. Uh, it's obvious that I just wasn't using the right machinery and tools, and, you know, he's taken that to a new, new level of tolerances, and, and that would be more along the lines of what I would do if I were in pipes. But, uh, you know, pipes gives you the option to get very precise, very detailed. So it was just the uh, the amount, the, how, how far you could go with it that I really liked.
0: And you were, uh, you're born, raised, grew up outside of Chicago. How did you meet Alex yeah. Florov?
3: Uh, I met him through a... Uh, family friend of my uh, I, I was dating this girl and uh, her father at dinner had introduced me to his website. They had been friends since they had immigrated from Russia and uh, he put me in touch with Alex and I went and saw his stuff at the show, um, pipe show in Chicago here over in St. Charles and uh, it kind of grew from there. He, he invited me to learn a few things and then I think I partially impressed him and I was obviously thoroughly impressed with everything he had done and, and uh he ended up teaching me how to make the the pipes
0: at the beginning of pipe making for you, what was the hardest concept or the hardest thing to understand?
3: Um, I would say the, uh, the engineering, you know, the engineering was a completely new thing for me using a, we use a mill. So it it was a lot of a different process. I'm, I'm not horribly unskilled with, uh, big machinery, but, uh, it was the least amount of experience I had. Things like staining and, and fine woodworking, I'm, I'm very well experienced in. So that was just a little bit of uh, basically porting over two, you know, the fine, fine-detailed pipes. There. But the, uh, the machinery and, and needed to drill the pipes, stuff like that, that was a little bit harder to, to get used to.
0: Last week on the show, I talked about the draft hole inside the stem and the stem mortise. Can you give us just a real quick... Rundown of how many cuts or measurements it takes to get the draft hole through the shank and get the mortise and tenon and get that all lined up.
3: Well, I mean, I guess that would probably vary upon how you do it. Um, I do it a little bit differently than the guys that freehand drill, and I am getting into that, but that's you know that's a time process. You have to learn how to do it, and it's it's a little bit different machinery. You know, you use a lathe more for that. Um, on my milling machine I start with surfacing the block. It takes you a little bit of time to surface the block, a little bit of time to check it up, you gotta find the center lines, you gotta drill, you know, just a little pilot, which is I'm sure the same with, you know, everybody. And then uh, once you have your pilot it's just set in depth and, and it's all real pers- you know, real precision. I got a um, a digital readout for my mill, so it's just basically setting, you know, down to ten thousandths of an inch and dribbling within a ten thousandth of an inch so it's it's real precise it just takes you know a little bit of time probably an extra 10 minutes than doing it on a lathe maybe i would think because you have to set it up but again i don't really know exactly i don't uh, i don't do it quite that way
0: let's talk about the shapes of pipes was there a particular shape that took you a while to get a handle on how to make it
3: um, yeah, I would say the blowfish. Um, my blowfish is, is I'm sure everybody knows, you know, I take a lot from Alex on that region. I, you know, i I've, I've modeled the original one off of his and, and, uh, it's, it's evolved quite a bit, but that was something that really took a long time to get, to get happy with. A lot of people seem to like them, the ones I was making originally, but, uh, you know, I'm always the last one to be thrilled with my own work. So it just took a little bit of time to, uh, to get used to that kind of that kind of shape that's a that's a lot of a lot of freehand work and um versus something a little bit sim, you know simpler like an egg that stuff it's not that it's easier you know it's just uh it's a little bit more straightforward you can cut it to shape a little bit more from the get-go so it just makes it you know not necessarily easier but a little bit more you know gives you a little bit more guide before you even get started so I don't know, i'd say things like fish or uh, Um, really that's, that's the main one that comes to mind.
0: On your website, I'm looking at a pipe that's got a horn extension. You've done bamboo. Is, are there other materials that you'd like to work with?
3: Um, my favorite is ivory. I have a real good relationship with the guy who provides the ivory to most of the pipe makers, I would think. Um, and I get some real good pieces. I always bring a big box to Chicago. Um, I've worked that out with him, so I do come to Chicago with a lot of nice stuff. I get to take a good look at it before it comes. So, I always, you know, I'm, I'm always happy with Ivory. There's, it's just got such an amazing grain structure, and it's, it's a little bit harder, a little bit more temperamental to work with, but, you know, I see it as more of a challenge. So Ivory's my favorite, um, but, I'm, you know, a little bit of everything, a little bit of bamboo, a little bit of horn, a little bit of um, exotic wood, you know, things like that.
0: How many pipes a year are you making?
3: Uh, that's always a hard one to answer. Um, my my schedule is always so different. I mean, I spent uh, an entire month this year not working, um, recovering from surgery. So I'm sure this year will be way down. Um, it really depends. I mean, I, I probably would say somewhere around 100, maybe slightly more, but, it, you know, probably realistically slightly less. I'd like to hope for more, but, you know.
0: And let's jump back on something that uh, that I want to I want to touch on. Your first pipe show was Chicago. Give everybody yeah. your just your impression of that first that first Chicago pipe show.
3: Oh, uh, that was it was 3 years ago now. It was it was pretty amazing, really. I mean, Chicago was was kind of an eye opener too. It was uh, it was my first time coming to a, a big show, you know. Have, it was my first time ever exhibiting any art that I've ever done myself. I was, uh, I was real well-received by the community. Everybody seemed to be real real pleased with the stuff I was doing. So I felt very, you know, very highly accepted in the community. And, and uh, the people there just, it's it unbeatable. The amount of culture and, and uh, stuff, and, you know, it's things that different, different people, different cultures, it was, it was just amazing, really, just to see all of that in one room and everybody's having a good time laughing. You know, having a pipe, having a drink, it was, it was just pretty amazing, really.
0: What other pipe shows do you try to do annually?
3: Um, annually? So far, I haven't had, like, a, a set schedule It really just comes down to what can I make. Um, I did Kansas City. I've done Vegas. I plan on doing Richmond. I plan on doing uh, Columbus. I've uh, been asked to do St. Louis. I haven't heard a lot about it, but I'd like to give it a shot. Um, you know, really, it's, it's just if it sounds sounds like a good time, I'm, I'm willing to go. I'm a pipe maker. This
0: is my, you know, this is what I do. And we'll be back with more of Scott in just a minute.
3: Do you need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favorite blends outside of the U.S.? Fournoggin's.com stocks all of your favorite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from 4Noggins.com. is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the U.S. and international with no worries. 4 for all of your pipes and tobacco needs.
1: This is Internet Radio.
0: We are back and Scott is on the phone still. Scott, what did you want to be when you were growing up?
3: Uh, growing up, I would say, uh, I wanted to be just about everything, uh, changed every two weeks. Uh, realistically, I probably would have thought I wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer, but, uh, you know, you get into, you get into business, you realize lawyers are no fun. You get into, you get sick or hurt, you realize that being a doctor isn't as fun as you thought. And, uh, you know, I ended up, uh, not knowing until high school and and after and, uh, kind of fell into construction, so.
0: Unless they're pipe-smoking doctors and lawyers, then those guys are fun.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I, you know, if I had known the ones that I know now, I would have probably probably went that route. But uh, the ones I knew were not so much fun.
0: What do you do in your free time?
3: Uh, you know, a little bit of everything. I smoke pipes. I travel. Um, you know, I try to get out as much as I can. It's a lot less than I should. Uh, I like beaches. I like hiking, like things like that. But I watch some T V not much, but
0: uh,
1: I don't know, go
3: to the movies, you know, things things my young people do.
0: <laughs> Any favorite music on that you listen to while you're making pipes?
3: Um, not really. You know, I, I used to listen to, to country and then, you know, I'm mean, obviously when I was young I listened to rock. Every young guy listens to rock, so but uh, nowadays it's it's really just I would just say more classical to, uh, you know, the, the old favorites, like, uh, you know, a little bit of Rolling Stones, a little bit of zeppelin a little bit of, um, things like that. Is
0: pipe making your only, uh, your only job? You
3: no, know, me and my, uh, cousin have a company. We produce, uh, Android games. So we have, uh, we have a little bit of, I have, you know, 50% stake in that. So I do pretty well with that. And, uh, I'm basically the accountant and uh, financier for that. So, you know, I keep myself busy aside from pipe making, but that's that's the main thing.
0: Do you want to plug the game?
3: Uh, I guess, yeah. It's called Lookalikes. It's, uh, it's a game, you, you know, you get two photos, you have to pick the differences between the photos. Uh, it's on just about every device. I think it's on the Apple market now, never used to be, but uh, it's mainly Android, you know, tablets, things like that.
0: All right, being that you're that you grew up in the Chicago area, what's your favorite pizza? Uh,
3: hands down, Lou Malnati's. Have you ever had it?
0: No, where? I,
3: I... Uh, I'll take you when you come to Chicago. It's 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 a little bit all over there. I think they have like 15 locations now. Um, you can actually get it online, Lou Malnati's. Um, they started shipping them all over the country, and there's actually quite a few celebrities that endorse it, like. Like crazy, I know you know. There's a lot of people I've have, have seen it on Oprah. You know, it's uh, it's phenomenal pizza. It's it's the best I've ever tried or even come close to. Uh, there's other stuff out there that I like. Don't get me wrong, but uh, if I had the choice, I go to Little Italy, and I'll will t- take you there when you come come to Chicago, Brian. But you'll absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, one of my Chicago traditions is one night I disappear from the show and I go off by myself and I have just Chicago style pizza, sitting in jeans and in a corner booth somewhere by myself
3: Okay, that's a good way to spend it honestly in chicago i'd say that and uh, get yourself a good italian beef you ever had an italian beef
0: been to portillo's a couple of times
3: yep there you go that's what i was gonna say portillo's it's some good there. most people don't even know what that is
0: and i also found a really good bagel place out near the pipe show
3: oh yeah what's it called
0: I can't remember the name of it, but I know exactly where it is, and it's saved on my uh, on my Google Maps. So <laughs> I just punch it in and go.
3: Yeah, there's actually one right next to my house. This place, uh, Great American Bagel, it's it's real good.
0: And are you a Cubs fan or a White Sox fan?
3: Uh, you know, I'm a Chicago fan. I like all the Chicago teams. I know everybody will, you know, hate me for that, but I, I love the, the Cubs and the Sox. I get a. One of my real, real good buddies, um, he's, a, he's a pitcher. He's going out for the Sox spring training soon. So, uh, you know, I used to be a Cubs fan, but he'd kill me if I wasn't uh, at least partially a Sox fan. I mean, he plays there, so, uh, you know, kind of leaves me with no choice. But I, like I said, I'm a Chicago fan. I love Chicago. I love everything about it. I love all their teams. So,
0: We've got a few more minutes left with you. You're 26 years old. Give us your best advice to any young guy starting out smoking pipes.
3: Um, smoking pipes? I would just say continue smoking pipes, honestly. You know, you're you're the future generation of pipe smokers, and we need you. You know, the, the industry won't continue without young guys like us, and uh, we need as many of us as we can get. You know, these young guys, they're, they're interested in the hobby. They like to collect. They're, you know, they're – They're customers for life, typically, and that's that's exactly what we need. You know, these are the guys that, you know, we hope to spend the next 40 years at these pipe shows sitting, having a drink, and talking with. So, you know, keep with it. Keep with it as long as you can, as long as you, you know, I mean, I've heard a whole bunch of stuff in Vegas about, you know, the Surgeon General's just released a whole bunch of new, you know, I had seen the, the stickers going around about how they were talking, you know, pipe smoking is, you know, not dangerous, not, you know, I'm hoping that that inspires a generation to look past all the crap that, that says it's, uh, it's taboo and, and, you know, just keep smoking, you know,
0: and keep trying different things until you find the one that works for you.
3: Yeah. And even then keep going, you know, cause that probably won't be the only one.
0: All right. We'll end this with the fast five final questions. So here's how it is. I'll ask you five questions real quick. You just give me this. First thing that comes to your mind? Are you ready?
3: Just just one word, or are we talking that quickest answer?
0: As quick as you can. Okay. What's your favorite pipe?
3: Uh, Alex florov
0: Favorite tobacco?
3: Uh, Orlick, any kind.
0: Your favorite place to smoke?
3: Um, my smoking chair in my living room.
0: And your favorite drink?
3: Um, I would say cognac doesn't really matter so much what kind, just any, cognac. You.
0: And your favorite thing to do while smoking?
3: Uh, relaxing or reading, either one. Just kicking back or kicking back with a book. Either one works for me.
0: And if you want to find out more about Scott's Pipes, the website is scottspipes.com, S-C-O-T-T-S-P-I-P-E-S.com. Scott, thanks for your time. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. And we'll be back with more in just a minute.
2: Smokingpipes.com has been my family's tradition for over 10 years.
0: welcome back it's the pipes magazine radio show hey scott klein is a perfect example of these new young pipe smokers and pipe makers that are coming into the hobby they are truly diving in and learning and appreciating the fine art of smoking pipes and making pipes and it's great to see uh Scott mentioned that he's recovering from surgery. He had adenoids and tonsils and a couple other things done that kind of knocked him out of commission for a couple of weeks. Uh, it's good to hear that he's back and back making pipes again. Scott mentioned uh, that he likes listening to classical music in the mornings when he's making, uh, when he's working on pipes and got me thinking I'd been holding off on a Bach uh, number one and G major piece performed by Pablo Casals. I think I'll go ahead and play it here. Both Casals and Bach were uh, lifelong pipe smokers. I love this piece. I think you'll enjoy it too. is just a perfect piece of music to sit back with a pipe and a favorite drink and incredible listening to a master on the cello playing a uh, masterful piece we interrupt this broadcast to bring you a special news bulletin direct via satellite from our on the spot task force <laughs> This just handed to me, Northrop Grumman, maker of the B-2 stealth bomber, has a solution for Santa Claus and Frosty the Snowman. In response to political pressure for Santa and Frosty to drop the pipes, Northrop will be applying stealth technology to Santa and Frosty's pipes, so they'll be able to go about their merry smoking way. And now back to the show. I do want to also mention that if you've got a favorite brick-and-mortar smoke shop or for you artisan pipe makers, if you want to be a part of the show, contact Kevin Godby at uh, PipesMagazine.com. we got a special deal for you. For you listeners, please help us spread the word. Let your friends know that you're enjoying the Pipes Magazine radio show. We'll be back in just a minute. Okay, lunch is over. Now back to work.
1: Ah. Hiya, Mr. Flintstone. Greetings, Rocky, my boy. Pack of Winston's, please. Ah, you like them Winston cigarettes, huh, Mr. Flintstone? Hmm, but of course, they really got something. You bet
0: you like. Folks who really enjoy smoking know it's what's up front that counts. And that's where Winston steps out ahead of the crowd with their exclusive filter blend. Choice Golden Tobacco, specially selected and specially
1: processed for filter smoking. Hold it, hold it. what you mean? What are you pitching Winston's at me for? You know I never smoke nothing else. Just practicing, Mr. Flintstone. Everybody knows that... Winston tastes good, like a cigarette should. Yeah. See you soon, Rocky.
3: <laughs>
2: three little words you got
0: mail i want to start off this week's mailbag by addressing a thread from about a week ago entitled finally caught up i never claimed to be a professional journalist an investigative reporter whatever you want to call it the guests when they agree to come on the show I want it to be more like a conversation that you might overhear at a pipe show, a conversation amongst friends. Uh, the other thing that I do is I've been in the business for 16 years. I know some of the rumors and the inside skinnies on stuff. I know some of the things that the guests that we have on won't talk about, so I won't answer, I won't ask them those questions. I won't put them in a position where they're going to have to come up with a politically correct answer it's just not worthwhile what I am trying to do is I'm trying to find things that are unique things that may not have come out in long in-depth interviews in the past magazine articles articles on the on the website I want to find those personal things that are interesting to me and I think will be interesting to you the other thing that I thought was interesting of note was uh, one of the folks that commented on that thread uh, just today, or yesterday, posted a comment that uh, he's never listened to the show. So, thanks for that feedback. Uh, long lost zero, zero. There are some really good YouTube presenters out there, and I do watch them. I look forward to when they post stuff. I pay attention to what's going on on YouTube. Please don't think I was... Uh, Painting everybody with a uh, broad stroke. I am really glad to see all the people that uh, are responding to the uh, to the abbreviations and the anachronisms. I'm glad I'm not just the I'm not the only person that's uh, that doesn't like them. So it's, uh, it's nice to see that I'm not out here all alone. Mangers. Yeah, I didn't know much about iPhones or iTunes until we started doing the show, and then I had to kind of learn about iTunes and had my son kind of help, and uh, Kevin helped me get through it, so you're not alone. It's just a just a whole new thing out there. So, hey, keep those comments coming on the forums. I look forward to them all the time. I enjoy reading them. I do like commenting on them on the ones that grab my attention, so... I may not have worded uh, last week's trivia question well, but the answer that I was going for is tomatoes. The tomato plant, if you take a pound of tomato leaves and a pound of tobacco leaves, there's more nicotine in the tomato leaves per pound than there is in a pound of tobacco leaves. Next week's trivia, what is morta? And I'll be answering it in the pipe parts segment. His uh, next week's Pipe Parts segment's gonna deal with Morda and a couple other things. Alright, hang on everybody, rant time coming up.
3: I have scoured the endless expanse of the universe looking for the perfect pipe, and after years of searching, I have found it right here on Earth. The best pipes in the universe, only at cupojoes.com.
0: There's nothing quite like hunting at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. So last week we had the rave or the unrant rant. This week I've got a rant that's slash New Year's resolution, and here's how it goes. So I travel a lot for work. I'm at a lot of pipe shows. I'm at a lot of trade shows, and I probably blame this on my days at when I worked at Disneyland. Everybody at Disneyland was required to wear a name tag, so. When I go to a pipe show or when I go to an event or when I'm out on the road, sometimes it's hard for me to remember names. I meet a lot of people. I see so many familiar faces, but I may not exactly remember the name or remember where I met you. I'm sorry. And I hate that awkward feeling where I'm sitting there going, yeah, I should know you and you should know me, but I don't know you, but you should know me. But anyway, from this point forward, my resolution is and I want everyone to join in with me if you don't remember a name or if you don't remember a place I'm just going to simply say I'm sorry I can't remember your name or I can't remember where we've met and I'm going to apologize and I'd like everybody else to do that there's a lot of people out there in the world that You walk up to them, you know who they are, or they start talking to you, and you've got to look at them kind of cross-eyed, and you're wondering, now, where should I know that person from? Happens to me around home, in the grocery store. I'm not sure, so from this point forward, starting, I'm I'm going to apologize to them, ask their name, ask where we, if I don't recognize the name and where we've met before, I'm going to ask. It's just going to make everything more comfortable. Maybe it'll help improve my memory a little bit, but I'd like to see everybody else do that too, because I hate that awkward feeling where you're sitting there and you go, yeah, I should know who that person is, but why can't I remember who that is and what their name is? So, either everybody switch and wear name tags for me, which I don't think would happen, or, you know what? Let's just be honest and say, hey, we've forgotten your name and I'm sorry, And reintroduce yourselves and move on from there. Hope you enjoyed the show. Next week, another great show. Remember, the show is every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on PipesMagazine.com. Keep an eye on iTunes. It looks like they're only holding about 10 episodes at a time. So if you're falling behind, you need to catch up quickly on that. Thank you again to smokingpipes.com. And hey, if you want to advertise or be a sponsor on this show, please contact Kevin Godby at pipesmagazine.com. Keep those pipes a-lit. Happy trails Until next time.
1: Bom-ba-dee-da. He's smiling Bom-ba-dee-da. Bom-ba-dee-da. on Who cares about the clouds when we're together Just ah. sing a song and think about sunny weather Happy tra-
0: is anybody else hungry for pizza now or is it just me